This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us this week. And uh, i got to say, Robbie, I'm feeling incredibly vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> How fitting for a topic for this week, right? Oh, it, it couldn't be more so because, you know, our programming became vulnerable all of a second, right, as we went on the air. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever had you sit in a chair that was lower than me. It feels really weird to look down talking to you. It's, it's normally like looking up. Well, you remember in low, I'm with you. Oh, there you go. That's, the true. That's true. Well, we are doing the show on vulnerability today, and so we're going to be talking about that. And we may have some clips. We may not. We'll see. You know, but we're with Walking with God, and that's part of the adventure. Um, Robbie? <laughs> Andy, you know, this was Andy's topic, and he bailed. He's way back you know, in the background. He, he can't get to the mic just yet. But, no, uh, but the real issue, you know, is we were at this particular boot camp. Yeah. You know, it's like when the wind of vulnerability starts to blow and somebody chooses to share, you know, deep, intimate stuff, then all of a sudden things get real. It does. It does. It's, uh, there's something about when people are authentic and people see that, they long for it, right? That They want to feel that authenticity. They want to feel that. You know, I, I can't say that I, I like to rush into vulnerability. You know, that's not like the top of my thing. But, you know, over the years, it's gotten a lot easier. It's easier to share stuff, you know, especially as God's done healing in your life. Wow, it's so easy to talk about those things because he's done all the work, you know, and you just reap the benefits of, of setting back and, and living in some freedom. And with age, vulnerability does become easier. But every once in a while, like before this show, you could uh, step out there and get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) You you could be way out on the edge of the vulnerability thing. But, yeah, it was still good. But it does as you – and most men do not like the word intimacy. No. Unless it's talking about hopping – yeah, and uh, some place that they enjoy it. We're going to end up but, on the edge again, Jim. All right. <laughs> the edge is a good place to be. <laughs> but that is really what we're talking about, and intimacy with God is the most important vulnerability. I want to use intimacy because I can't say the other word. <laughs> vulnerability. But vulnerability. with other people. Yes, that's next week's topic. Gets us to the, to the point where, like, Oh, I'm not the only one, right? Exactly. One of the, and I give Andy a hard time. Andy and I were talking, and the the topic kind of came up as we were talking. You know, we were talking, and he'll be on the show here in just a few. But you know, as we were talking, just we were talking honestly about the last boot camp and how we just come off doing the shows that we had done, and and one of the big topics that we talked about was vulnerability at the camp. You know, but 
you know, Jesus calls us in Scripture, Jim. It calls us, or Danny, either one, you know, jump in. The Scripture guys, you know, it says to confess your sins to one another, right? Why do you think that they they say that in Scripture? Why do you think that that's important? Well, it's easy to sometimes just go out and pray to God, but when you put skin on it, mm-hmm. it makes a different reality. That all of a sudden, here's somebody who can respond. Not that God can't, but that it, it makes different. It's more humbling, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I think there's that aspect of it. I also think that as we share with one another, we realize that we all have our own stuff, right? And, and things in the dark, once they come to the light, don't have the power that they had, right? If, if I share that stuff with somebody, it, it the enemy has less power over me in the midst of it. I heard it said one time, you're only as sick as your darkest secret. Hmm. Something to ponder there. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things about being vulnerable is that really, I mean, when we're not vulnerable, we're posing as a rule. Right. One of the wonderful things about being vulnerable is, is it takes you to a place of freedom. And... God knows everything anyway. As you said, it's sort of that's an easy one, but when you can find friends that you can say anything to and they support you, there's very little that's more freeing than that. And uh, and did I talk long enough to get you back into the you did. driver's seat? You right? did. <laughs> I need Harold's shirt right now. Uh <laughs> What's it say on a shirt? I have stopped listening, so why are you still talking? (laughs) (laughs) I I just demonstrated that. I'm sorry, Jim. I was trying to figure something out here. But I do want to go to a clip, and I think I'll I'll use one from a movie called City Slickers. Um, It's a short clip, and we can get to it. But it's in this show, there's three friends that have went away to this dude camp, you know, to rope cattle and move them across the desert and so Ran, forth and ranch camp it's thank like you right. yeah dude camp whatever thank you well they're they're whatever yeah camp dressing <laughs> nah, that didn't work yeah dude camp's totally a different thing the, <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay so they're going to the ranch camp thing and so they're all friends and they're trying to, to find themselves and discover what it means to be a man and they start talking about the best day ever and worst day ever in their life. And this is the last person to go, and this is a very stoic friend that never shares anything about his life. And so I want to listen to it, and we'll come back and talk about it. Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch. with me. Dude, thank you. Dude Ranch Camp. There we go. Is that on Disney next week? All right, Ed, your best day. What is it? No, I don't want to play. Well, we did it. I don't feel like it. Okay. I'm 14 and my mother and father are fighting again. You know, because she caught him again. Caught him. This time the girl drove by the house to pick him up. And I finally realized he wasn't just cheating on my mother, he was cheating on us. So I told him, I said, you're bad to us. We don't love you. I'll take care of my mother and my sister. We don't need you anymore. And he made like he was gonna hit me, but I didn't budge. Then he turned around and he left. Never bothered us again. But I took care of my mother and my sister from that day on. That's my best day. What was your worst day? Same day. 
Now, Andy, you know, when you look at this, you, you probably have, you know, three friends that's known each other quite uh, deeply. I mm-hmm. mean, they've talked about life things. They've been on adventures together. You know, they went running with the bulls and all the yeah, kind of yeah. stuff that they've mm-hmm. done in, in the movie. But yet, when it really gets to it, this is the first time they're probably hearing his story. Yep, yep, for sure. I think we do that a lot. Um, I know I'd, I've done it a lot in my life. And even around you guys who, through the boot camps, I was a camper uh, in the beginning, started coming to boot camps, started hearing, you know, vulnerability from the stage. I was like, what in the heck? I mean, because you just don't hear this stuff. Yeah. And then. Welcome to do Yeah, camp. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> boot camp rat, rat. Uh, so the whole vulnerability thing, though, is, is you know, that is what we see at the boot camps and, and, and what comes out that I believe that we talked about earlier that actually changes lives. God changes our lives, but, they're, you know, it talks about how, you know, light is when, – when light comes into a situation, it changes things. But um, – we do even even in that comfort level even in hearing your guys stories it took me quite a bit of time to be able to share you know there's a safe ones you know initially and then there's then you get a little bit deeper and then a lot of times you've buried stuff you don't even think about it and somebody else's story prompts something in your heart and you reminds you of something from your story and then you know it's a safe place so then you're able to return that and then that helps somebody else it's almost like i said earlier it's almost contagious vulnerability becomes contagious yeah i, I think <clears throat> this is going to sound like a stretch which you know it usually is when i'm throwing something in here but you know I, I think about back to the pastors that i've enjoyed really listening to their teaching and obviously they have scripture in their teaching right but it's the ones that can take it and relate it to a story in their life then I can see how it's applied. Then I can see how they've overcome. Then I can see how they've struggled. You know, and that's the power for me. Yes, the scripture is the basis, but it's the story and what God has done with them that's been the amazing part. Which actually the scripture teaches that, right? It's through, you know, your brokenness. In other words, where you're weak is where it shows his strength. And, and you know, I've talked about it and gotten a lot of laughs from the that the, you know the light shows through our cracks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, by amplifying, you know, and saying, you know, here's where here's where you know I'm all broken up. But as as that light shines through, then it touches actually the people's brokenness that, that's in the same place. And time and again in my own life, from the stage, you know, somebody's ability to you know share what it is that they that they've gotten healing from touches a similar place in mine mm-hmm. um and time and time and time again and and then the beauty of it the way that it happens at dude camp it's like boot camp, <laughs> boot camp yeah. is that you go oh, right nice. into a covenant of silence yeah or cone you know depending on who you are but yeah. it, it, but you go into this time of silence with god and, and then you're actually you know, give him a shot at what it is that that you're doing. But again, the community is a huge part of that, Jim. Yeah, one of the things that that triggered was our conversation beforehand for me is you're talking about pastors, and it hit me that I just I'm not going to name any names so you won't know my favorites. But I discovered one that I absolutely love three days ago, 
well, my wife discovered him and shared him, and we've watched six or eight hours. He teaches Bible verses very well, but it is the stories and his vulnerability from the platform that, and he's he's a pretty big name that I didn't know, which is not surprising. I'm not aware of much, but you went on to talk about two other pastors that uh, you met at the radio thing. NRB. <laughs> NRB, thank you. I knew there was an R in there. Uh, and one of them has always been one I love to hear from, and the other was one, yeah, I love his teaching, but I'd rather read it because he strikes me as being arrogant. It just hit me. I don't think I've heard any stories about him when he's teaching. He's telling us what we're supposed to do. And that is a huge thing. If we've got that kind of intimacy with who we're learning from and with our friends, it's amazing. And there's some, the level of credibility when you know, you're learning a passage on breaking through sin or breaking through forgiveness, when they can share a story of when it happened in their life. That's when it becomes real, right? That's when the rubber meets the road. Go to masculinejourney.org. we got an upcoming boot camp coming up in November the 18th through the 21st. Oh, very good. It could be dude camp. What if one weekend wasn't up to you that you could go and God would orchestrate it all? Masculine Journey Boot Camp, basic training designed to give men permission to be how God made them, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Based on John Eldridge's wild at heart, experience four days purpose for God to come after and perhaps reawaken dreams and desires he uniquely placed in your masculine heart. Fall Boot Camp coming up November 18th through the 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org and register today. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. Go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to masculinejourney.org and find the donate button. Masculinejourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Life number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors But truth be told, the truth is rarely told Andy, that was a, a very good bumpin'. You did pick that, right? Thank you, yes. Are you going to tell me I picked I it? <laughs> I'm just wondering, because we've been doing this on the topic the whole evening. No, that, that one's been on my heart for some time, waiting for the right topic. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Matthew West. I, I recommend, people, Truth Be Told is the name of the song. It was really powerful. I'm going to have Danny speak to it, because I think it really spoke to him. But, you know, it, 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 there's that whole song really gets into this whole thing, this culture that we have that we're not to share with. Everybody's fine. Everybody's good. I'm good. But yeah, fine, I'm good. Fine, yeah, fine, it's fine, 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 fine. And we're dying inside. And that is where community has, I mean, community, vulnerability, it's key to what we're doing. And this is, this is not, this is really the antithesis of vulnerability. This is actually how we're acting. Um, and that's not what Jesus intended. He expected us to be able to share our faults with one another. He tells us in James to do that, and there, there's healing in that. Through him, I think it was a great point, Robbie, that you made 
about, um, you know, not only do you share amongst each other, but then you go take it to God in, in the covenant of silence or quiet time. So. Or funnel of silence, whatever. Yeah, exactly, day, whatever. The Speak, megaphone of silence. Speak. <laughs> the, I love the song. Yeah. The, uh, I, I had never heard it, and when I played the bump, mm-hmm. I went and played the song. And because, it, you know, for such a season in my life in leadership, that was me. Mm-hmm. That was that I thought I had to have it all together. You mm-hmm. have to have all the answers, and God forbid that you have brokenness because what will people think? Right. And so the song just kind of speaks to that, and there's such a, a reality in leadership sometimes that – you know, people are looking to you for answers, and if you have a place you don't have answers, what kind of leader are you? And that's what the enemy whispers. But, you know, it's such a such a lie. But anyway. Perfect segue for our clip, Sam. Okay, you want to yeah. set it up? Yeah, it's from the King's Speech. So how would you like to be king of England? And, wow, you can't talk. You stutter. Really, really bad. It's a phenomenal movie. It really is. It's just one of my favorite movies. I've probably watched it three times. And um, in this particular clip is when actually the king well, and his friend, the mm-hmm. Australian that's his therapist, uh, who, who plays a, a wonderful, you know, bad guy in Le Mis, um, but mm-hmm. in, this, in this movie, he's, a good he's, guy. he's the friend. And he begins to call him out on, you know, what was his childhood like? And the king becomes vulnerable and literally it changes everything. Who were you closest to in your family? Nannies. Not my first nanny. She, she, she loved David, hated me. When we were presented to my parents for the daily viewing, she'd, be, she'd pinch me so that I'd cry and be handed back to her immediately. And then she would... Sing it. Then she wouldn't feed me far, far away. Took my parents three years to notice. As as you can imagine, caused some stomach problems. Still. You know, Lionel, you're... The first ordinary Englishman, Australian, I've ever really spoken to. When I'm driven through the streets and I see the, you know, the common man staring at me, I'm struck by how little I know of his life and how little he knows of mine. Thank you. What are friends for? I wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I, I clipped that right there because, you know, that was me. Um, before I came to Christ, before I, you know, got to know you guys, that what are friends for? I, I wouldn't know. Because in order for the people to be friends to you, you, you got to be needy out loud. I mean, you got to be willing to share what really is going on in there. Um, and I, it's just a beautiful clip because I think if we're all really honest with ourselves, we can relate to, you know, I see those common people out there. 
right. And and I little how little do they know of my life, and how little do I know of theirs? Um, is is definitely you know part of what that what that is. Yes, Harold. Abraham Lincoln said, "God must have loved the common man because He made so many of them." Yeah, exactly. But you see, that's the point. We don't think we're common. We don't think that we suffer. And I don't mean this from a standpoint of I'm better. I mean it from a standpoint of I'm worse. Yeah. I, I I don't think those people suffer with all the craziness that I suffer with. And and again, that the king is is saying that, and as a result, he can't make friendships, but I, but I heard this wonderful sermon from Dave Busby um, where he talked that intimacy means into me see. And with my actual friends, you know, the people that I, that I do love, the people that I do walk with, the people that, 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 you know, support me or that I support, however that works out, do I open up and let them into me see what what really is going on because when I've done that, <laughs> you know, quite often, not only did I get a chance to, to receive the love and support from them, but then I also saw somebody go, wow, I've got that. And the next thing I know, wow, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and then I see them get healing. And then that goes into my um, testimony. In other words, when I hold close to my heart, like I saw Andy get this healing. I saw Sam get this healing. This healing is available. I thought you couldn't get over that. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, you know, I, if somebody had asked me when I was in my early 20s, did real love even exist? I would have told them no. That You know, that was... That was how confused my life had become as as you try to do this thing as the baby shark, right, Sam? Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I think we need to touch on while we're in this first show is what keeps people from being vulnerable, right? I mean, I think we're, we're, we're born out of community. We're called to community, but it seems like one of the hardest things to establish and keep, right, is some type of intimate community so what gets in the way of us being vulnerable with one another? Well, I think one of the things that jumped out at me when you had this King speech and we talked about it a little bit beforehand, to me, I see a routine and a pattern in society that is exactly that King speech. I'm this guy that's completely separated from everybody else. I'm in this path. And then look at our society. If you look at everybody who has fame and fortune and something to lose, right? Because this is all what the world possesses is important this is this is what look at what i have and they just grip it with everything right they don't want to lose that so what they do is they get themselves in a world where okay i'm alone i'm by myself i can't show vulnerability i can't open up and the suicide rates and the other things that go on at these famous actors actresses uh legends of sports and all the different things that go on now what's happening in younger society it's that people won't open up and if they do they think that oh i'm so bad i'm so horrible and nobody's going to love me and it's like that's the furthest thing from the truth the enemy is just winning hand over fist with this fight yeah the biggest thing that he throws at every one of us including all the people you mentioned is you're the only one that struggles with this 
uh, uniquely the way you do, right? Other people have gotten past this. Other people have found freedom that's not for you. I've always called it terminal uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's true, and that's what the enemy plays on you, that it, it's but Jesus. It's only you, right? And, you know, we've all had the experience of probably at some point of being bullied in our life that when you showed vulnerability, it didn't end up well. And so the enemy loves to throw those at you. You know, the, the person that did stab you in the back over something that you shared, you're going to say, oh, it's going to be like that again. No, when you walk with God in the midst of the vulnerability is the key, obviously, like we say every week, is walking with him. And when he calls you to be vulnerable with somebody, he wants you to be vulnerable with that person or that group of people. Right. The new take on it is cancel culture, right? Here you go. You'll be canceled. You know, if if you share what you really think, you know, then they'll turn their back on you and da-da-da-da-da. Well, the good news is, and and who was it that's name is is it? God judges me? Danny. Danny. Probably right? should be me. But. <laughs> <laughs> but speak to that a minute. Like, if God is your judge, then who who can cancel you? Well, I, I've known that was part of what Danny meant for a long time, and I looked at it as God is my judge. In other words, he's just like everybody else. He's looking down and judging. But what it has come to mean is that God is my judge. So... I appreciate you, but you really don't count in some areas. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, and that, that's not being mean. It's just that he created me, knit me together in my mother's womb for a purpose. And the the things that I have come to now love about myself, God created them. He's the judge. He made it right. He didn't make any mistakes. And that that's kind of where I'm going with that is, you know, God is my judge. Yeah, and I would like to say that Every church out there has always been completely supportive. <laughs> well, you know, good luck with that. Yeah, I'd like to say it, but it's not necessarily true. You know, one of the things I, over the years I've been able to become friends with a lot of pastors, and they'll often say, "I can't afford to be vulnerable because if I'm vulnerable, my flock will turn on me." You know, their words, not mine. Right? They're, they're going to turn and, and crucify me in their own way. Right, and, and so maybe that's not who God's calling them to be that vulnerable with, but I'm sure there's still somebody there for him to be. And you, even at my position as an assisting pastor, I'm much more open with you guys than I am with most of the folks at church. Mm-hmm. And we're about to run out of show, but real quick, I recently had the opportunity to talk to another pastor at the church, and we opened up in major ways because we had a common enemy and a common goal. And that is what we need to look for to have that. But without being vulnerable, you're never going to discover that. That's right. Right? Because somebody had to step first. Go to masculinejourney.org, register for the upcoming boot camp. It's called a boot camp. And it's coming up uh, November 18th through the 21st. This year, go register now. Spots will be going quickly, I promise you. This is the Truth Network.